Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Got an interesting topic for you today, one that's hot in the, in the press right now, which is the Contract situation of David Ajabo, the Ravens' second-round draft pick this year. Joining me to talk about it is the best man for the job, Brian McFarland. Brian, how are you doing? Good, good, Ken. How's everything been? Uh, life's always good, especially when I'm talking to you, my friend. And, <laughs> and uh, when we have a contract issue or we under- want to understand certain designations or rules about contracts, you are the guy to bring on. And, and this is a fairly complex situation with David Ajabo, isn't it? Yeah, it is, because obviously the injury 
uh, you know, they wouldn't have had a chance to draft him if he was if he wasn't injured. But certainly in the second round. Um, but once he was injured, he dropped. Uh, you got to figure the connection with Mike McDonald uh, played into the drafting some. Obviously, all the all the Michigan Maryland connections, not just the former defensive coordinator there. But um, so you know, it, it creates a situation of um, you get into guaranteed money, and with the Ravens try to hold some of that back. Um, and they obviously how the injury affects this year and, and the future years as well. Let's talk about the NFI designation, if we can, f- to start with, because that's been brought up as a possible tool in this contract. Now, no designation was made for him. There's been no PUP designation for him, although the Ravens made their PUP list up with six players. Uh, would that have been an option for Ajabo? Yeah, I mean, whenever he returns, I mean, they, they've got, I, I guess, really four options. Put him on IR and end his season now. Uh, put him on PUP or put him on NFI. And there's, there's some, there's distinctions there. Um, and then um, obviously the other is he starts active, which he clearly given the injury and just being in March, that's not going to happen. Okay, so he, he still is eligible to be put on a PUP, even though the initial PUP list had to be uh, handed to the league just because he hasn't practiced yet? Right, because he hasn't officially arrived at training camp. I mean, he's technically, I guess you can call him a holdout, even though a holdout is usually somebody who has a contract um, and, you know, and then doesn't show up. But um, but at this point, he's a wall, whatever you want to call it, um, until and you know until the contract is signed. But they could make that designation at that time. Okay, so the NFI designation, uh, an interesting one, and, and let's talk about what its implications are before you go back to some really famous examples of this, and some have crossed the path of the Ravens, uh, like a like a black cat here over the years. But uh, uh, to tell us a little bit about what that designation is and what it means. Sure. So the NFI um, is what, the, what is called the non-football injury list. Um, that is for players who get injured um, away from um, the, uh, the practice um, facility um, or obviously get injured in some non, non-football way. And unfortunately for rookies, um, it can mean guys that had injuries prior uh, even if it was an injury last season during football, even though it wasn't quite technically a football injury, it's not an NFL football injury. So NFI is uh, for those kinds of players. Okay, so let's. I, I just want to bring up an example or two. So if you're in the facility, it's during the season, you beat the crap out of the vending machine because your ho-hos didn't come out, you could potentially be put on the NFI list for that? Yes, because or- it would be a non-football injury, yes. All right. And then if you are uh, out at a restaurant and uh, it's the off season and anything happens, you swallow something wrong or whatever and you can't play. Uh, also, obviously, an NFI anytime. And if you're playing pickup football in the backyard in the off season, that also is not protected. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And in, right. so, in some players uh, have contracts, you know, Ben Roethlisberger could not be on a motorcycle, um, mm-hmm. you know, after his, his uh, severe injury. That would be NFI if if he got injured um, that way. Certainly, interesting. Yes. So, you do get, you think there are a lot of those kind of dangerous hobbies restrictions around the NFL? 
Um, I think you have to show. I think you probably it's it's not a standard, so I think it's something you probably have to show that you need um, you need to be told otherwise. Uh, or could hurt you. Um, you know, I mean, you could look at the uh, Kyler Murray um, kind of thing uh, with his uh, studying for four hours um, that was in his co- in his new contract and the whole idea that clearly somebody in that building doesn't feel he studies hard enough. So um, so it's sort of along those lines. I, I, those are very rare unless, again, I mean, that wasn't in his rookie deal, but now obviously something's happened over his first three years that have shown that he needs that uh, incentive. So what I what I know about from insurance contracts is they would typically exclude things like skydiving or exactly. uh, or other dangerous sports. Would that just be in a normal NFL contract? Um, there there are there is some language, um, you know, but it's it's vague. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not I don't know if dangerous is probably too strong of a word, but any kind of dangerous activity that could result in blah 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 blah. So okay. uh, I don't know the exact I don't know the exact language, but there is some broad stuff. But that would not necessarily apply to everything, you know. Okay, and so once this NFI designation is on a player, then what are the repercussions of that? What what uh, what does the, what happens to the player and his pay and whatnot? Sure. So obviously, any bonus he's already received was is not affected. Um, but his, as far as his salary goes, um, the team can pay him um, his salary. They can pay him half of his salary. Or they can pay him none of his salary. Um, that is up to the team, and that's in the team's discretion. Um, so that's um, you know, and it depends on honestly, it depends on who the player is. Um, you know, um, we were I think in, in our history lesson coming up. Uh, Terrell Suggs will, will name will come up, uh, but he was fully paid. Um, mm-hmm. now he's a superstar, <laughs> you know? So, uh, if you're, if you're, uh, a guy like, uh, David Ajabo, maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, it's a question of, which are, you know, he could have been a first rounder. Are they going to kind of respect that? If he was a seventh rounder and went on NFI, I feel very strongly he would not be paid for the season. Mm-hmm. Even though it wouldn't be that much of a savings, honestly, in that particular well, case. Well, no, but, in the yeah. in the end, no. Okay, so uh, the other repercussion of NFI that we were talking a little bit about on Twitter today or yesterday, I don't remember which day it was, uh, was that if he does not come onto the roster for at least six games, he does not get a year of service time. Is that correct? And can you explain kind of how his contract would toll under those situations? Sure, sure. So to, to be a free agent. Um, uh, uh, unrestricted free agent to sign and and with any team, you need four accrued seasons. You get an accrued season by being on uh, IR or obviously the 53-man roster um, if you're on the roster for six games. If you go, NFI is exempt from that. So if he were to be put on NFI now and not return, and of course the Ravens would short of uh, this being addressed by his agent, which I would assume he would, um, this would um, this would basically uh, set it up so that he uh, could not accrue a season. Um, so that so I'm sure that's going to be a, a, a point of the negotiations of if he gets to the last six games and he's still on NFI, his agent's going to want something in the contract saying, 
um, that that they'll put him on IR and he, therefore he gets his accrued season. Uh, I mean, the Ravens, uh, you know, again, are, they'd probably rather if he, if it has to be on NFI the whole year, they'd probably rather get, you know, have him be a restricted free agent in four years as opposed to an unrestricted free agent. So but that's a negotiating point. My guess is because they're you're known as a pretty you know player friendly organization. My guess is they would you know they would probably put language in like that. I don't think that's something they're going to. That's not. I don't think that's the reason for the holdout. Let's put it that way. Right now, one of my complaints about the pick in general uh, was that the you, losing that first year of the player is such a significant value, and I think you and I would would tend to agree that a very high percentage of the value of drafting someone comes in their initial contract. After that, you have to pay market value. There are some frictions built in the franchise tag and you know the RF the the uh, compensatory uh, pick that you can get. But uh, but basically, you've really got to get the value out of that player in their first four years, the value above cap. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And that's, um, you know, that's that's why, you know, when you when you look back at Lamar Jackson, the Ravens didn't trade to 33 or 34. They mm-hmm. traded to 32 uh, being the last pick of the first round so they could get that fifth year, which obviously we're experiencing right now. So, um so, but second round picks there or and beyond, there's nothing like that. It's a, a straight four year deal. So that was why I was kind of surprised. And obviously, he lasted probably longer than I thought. But I thought some team, um, especially a couple of those teams that had two first round picks, would would or some or some team would move up into the late second and pick him there because then they would get that extra, quote unquote, extra year. Um, obviously. None of those teams thought that was worth it. So whether that speaks to his injury or, as you're pointing out, that really if he does miss the year or, you know, only comes back at the end, you know, you only have him under team control for three years after that. Of course, franchise tag could come along, but that's that's that big jump. And obviously that's not cheap, especially for an edge rusher. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's, that's certainly true. Um, and it's just a question of will they um, – you know, well, they obviously drafted him, so they thought it was worth it. So, right, and it's it, and you made, you made the point earlier that they wouldn't have had the chance to draft him uh, otherwise. I just I, I'm always hesitant uh, for that sort of thing. But maybe more importantly than losing the year in terms of play, we've seen just in recent years the losing the developmental year and how serious that can be. Uh, for a player, Patrick Queen, you know, the excuses have been made a couple of times about, you know, hey, he didn't have a, a first year training camp because of COVID. And he'd only been playing the position for a little bit of time. And so there are multiple layers of this mm-hmm. that kind of restrict it. And that's not anywhere close to losing a full season. Right. That it would be for a for a Jabo. And, uh, you know, an, an unpolished player, definitely in terms of what he brings as a pass rusher, not a, not, you know, the full set of moves that you'd hope he would develop. Uh, you know, it's been one of my things that I've been talking about all season is I really hope he can still develop while injured right. in terms of what he can learn as a as a pass rusher. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about some famous NFIs of the past, because, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I know we made our list before the show, but, uh, but there's one other we forgot. And it's really famous because he stayed there the whole year. Corey Vedvik. Oh, right. Right. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> that was a that was a classic NFI. Yes, <laughs> yes. So somebody didn't really fully inform that guy about yeah. where the safe places uh, to be in Baltimore uh, and whatnot. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and uh, I I grew up in the city, and you know, and this is someplace the the uh, uh, you know he he went to a place he he definitely shouldn't have been, and and uh, maybe he was set up, maybe not, but whatever the situation. He ended up paying for it by losing a year, basically being on NFI. Then the Ravens managed to trade him before the next season um, and and uh, extracted some significant value from Minnesota who cut him. And I believe he's he's been about through about six or seven organizations yeah. since then. I remember, him with the, I remember he ended up with the Jets at one point. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the, obviously he's never stuck. And that was uh, – might go down in one of the, as one of the best since NFL trades aren't – that huge or that often but that might go down as one of uh the at least the ravens best trades ever mm-hmm. certainly the best best trade for a fifth rounder it would have been yes. it, it was one well, of those yes, ones yes. i was yeah, i was hoping would, would end up being a hall of famer they draft with a pick but uh, uh but I, actually i don't remember who it was i remember hearing the call and DaCosta saying it but i don't remember who he was talking to but it's one of the fifth round guys in 20 hmm 2020 was it hard for me to remember the exact year at this point. Yes, because he would have been traded the year before, well, traded the um, September before. So it might have been 21. Well, let's look it up. All right, all right, we can we can uh, figure that out at another time. So, getting back to Ajabo's contract, is there any way the Ravens can effectively negotiate for an extra year or negotiate with Ajabo? That hey, if you can't play this year, we're going to leave you on NFI, but we're going to make it up to you by giving you an additional signing bonus. No, they cannot do that. Um, the rookie wage scale is locked in that that it's you know four four round uh, or four sorry four year deals for, for for first round picks with the fifth year option on top, and then all other deals are four year deals. So they really can't add a net year on the end until later in the deal. Uh. Let me clarify the question, okay? Because I'm not sure, I'm not sure I got it all the way done. If the Ravens are looking at a job right now, I assume they're free to give them whatever the signing bonus they want, right? The, 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 the salary scale is locked in, but the signing bonus can be whatever they want, right? Well, I mean, the signing bonuses are pretty much slotted as well. I mean, technically, you're not required to give it all in signing bonus. I guess you could give it more in certain years, but the players aren't going to be happy about that because the signing bonus is the only thing. Um, that they was the first thing they get, obviously, and it's a big chunk of change. So, okay, for let's let's work by example then, because I really want to get through this question. So, if a typical second round pick might get a signing bonus of what, a couple of million? Um, yeah, I mean they're looking at uh, bonuses of so so in a Jabos. Let's just use because because of the slotting, we know what his total compensation is should be. And we know what the bonus would have normally been. So the total compensation would be just under eight million at seven point nine oh nine million. Um, so that's the total. Um, the signing bonus, the slotted signing bonus, is two point nine three two. So that's what it would normally be. Now. Um, you know, I, he's going to want that. The player's going to want that. The Ravens, yes, it would be nice to put more money in the back years just in case. And you, and obviously, if you reduce the signing bonus, you reduce the um, your your dead money exposure down the road. And then, of course, there's a question of obviously guarantees, and that's what it, at least a couple of the reports have been what the sticking point is. I'm going the other direction on this. Okay, so so here's the the question is really this. 
can I buy an extra year on the back end by giving him a signing bonus of $4 million or $5 million instead of whatever his starting signing bonus would be? Then NFIing him for 12 weeks or 13 weeks this year, which is within their right. They could pay him their, his whole salary for the time as well. And then he would be a UFA in year five. Is there, is there a way I can structure the contract that way so that I get the, the four years of actual play out of a job, even if it's at an increased cost? No, no, because again, the, the, the way the rookie wage scale is and the way the, the CBA is all second year or all second round picks and after get a four round, a four year deal, period. So you okay. can't really structure anything, can't add anything on the only the only add on is that fifth year option for the first uh, first rounders. Okay, I, I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm sure you can get there, and and I'll try not to be obtuse, but I understand the Ravens only have actual control over him for four years, and then he would have a UFA in year five if he's NFI'd for say twelve, thirteen weeks here. So the question is, in terms of getting this contract done. So that they, they can get him signed, and I don't even know what the other side of this is, but, but if, if they could get him signed with the understanding that he would be on NFI for, and, and lose the season of um, uh, service time. Lose the accrued year, yeah. Yeah, and, and, but, but instead, he gets a $5 million bonus instead of whatever would be the normal slotting bonus. No, because the because the slotting. I mean, the in the. I don't know if you could. I don't. I mean, I had to look at the math, but he, he's, there's basically a max amount that his cap number can be this year under the the rookie uh, cap, the the year one okay. allocation, and then the, there's also the maximum that it can be. So, um, I, I don't. I, I mean. It, I don't think there's a way. I mean, I mean, you could do it, but uh, he's still going to lose some money in year one, um, and he's already getting the minimum, so it can't be. I mean, well, I mean, that's all he can get, but that's all you could allocate there. Um, so you'd have to take. I, I put. I guess. I guess. I guess. Um, well, one, I don't think the player is going to want that, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and two, I'm not sure that the if it fits a loophole. I'm not sure the players' association will will um, just roll over on that because obviously getting players to free agency is their, you know, their job. <laughs> I mean, their their main job really. Um, so I I mean I I totally understand what you're saying, and if I guess if the player went along with it, you you just basically still structure the contract as it's structured, and because he. The only you can only reduce it down to seven oh, uh, you know, or, or um, seven ninety five. That that's as low as you could reduce his number, because that's the minimum. So you have to put a minimum in. So then, when you structure the rest of it, it's still the same. Whether however you uh, allocate the money, it's still amount the same amount of money over the four years. Okay. Now you could uh-huh. reason them. Now maybe you could say I'll guarantee all four years. Which second round, you know, second round picks? That's apparently they're fighting over how much of the third year is being um, is being guaranteed. So, I mean, I guess you could say we'll give you a fully guaranteed four year deal, like all the first round picks have, um, but we're going to put you on NFI 
and then okay. we'll, you know we'll get we'll, you'll get paid commensurately with you know restricted free agent uh, in in your essentially your fifth year. Um, but I don't see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the agent's going to go for that either. <laughs> okay, it's a it's a an interesting idea whether there's a way to structure the contract. But what you're telling me about some of the maximums and the slottings, I guess, is where the math would fit in. Yeah, that might not allow that. And and I'd like to go over that with you in a spreadsheet. But I guess on the show is not really the the, the best place to do it anyway. Sure, sure. Uh, a, a really interesting topic, and and I appreciate you bringing the knowledge because there's no one else who could go through this. I think and and answer these questions so thoroughly and so thoughtfully as you can. I really appreciate that. Sure. Let's, let's go back, though, and talk about some other NFI designations from over the year. Because Corey Vedvik, we talked about Ben Cleveland now, uh, apparently just gone on NFI today, and we're recording this on the 27th. I hope you'll be hearing this on the 28th. Um, uh, what do you know about that? I mean, I, I, this seems to happen to be every year, first day of training camp, a couple guys go on NFI. Um, usually it's the bigger guys every once in a while you get a running back or a corner who, who doesn't, who goes on NFI and others, uh, you know, oh gosh, what's going on. It's usually cause they didn't get to their, uh, they didn't pass their conditioning test, which, um, by all reports, the Ravens conditioning test is, um, way more, um, difficult than most teams. Um, so I, I'm assuming that's it. If obviously if he passes the next couple of days, he comes back off of NFI, um, it, like I said, it just it's, it fits the timing since we've heard nothing about any injury or, or, or any um, problems. Uh, didn't he just get married? I think, the, I think yeah. he just there were posted pictures. So unless he unless something happened on the honeymoon, um, I, yeah, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I imagine that uh, what it'll be short lived one way or another. OK. All right. Well, very good. And and uh, yeah, I remember Lardarius Webb failing the conditioning test one year was a, was a big corner, surprise yeah. to us. Yeah. Uh, when we look back just about less than a month, I think, to the resolution of the Wolf uh, contract and Derek Wolf, obviously, there was some uh, posted video of him, I believe, hunting, carrying a bear, bear carrying a bear, like what, which. I'm not I'm not a bear hunter, but people said it was at least several several hundred pound bear, um, <laughs> and it, it it goes to show that you know if you do or say anything wrong uh, on social media, somebody's going to find it, you know. Um, so and of course this one wasn't even I mean he was he was putting it right out there. So and then what two months later he announced he's having hip surgery on his other hip. After having mm-hmm. hip surgery back in January, oh, I don't know which was which was which right or left first or second, um, but so so it set it up for um, um, the Ravens to use that as a way avoiding his two uh, his three million dollar uh, base salary. So um, and then so they they could have done it that way, um, but. Um, they could release him that way with that designation and then and refuse to pay the guaranteed money um, or um, they could resolve it. And I guess that um, <laughs> full social media history didn't come to benefit him much. So um, they uh, they cut it down. I think I think they still paid him about one point three million and, or was it just a million? I don't recall. I've forgotten already. Um, they cut yeah, it back somewhere in the middle. So 
They right. They one point two million. I don't remember if it's one point two million saved or one point two million. They actually paid him out of the out of what he was due, and it might have been one point three. They paid him out of maybe two point five or something. Might have been right, but uh, but anyway, you, you've uh, I, I think you nailed it on the middle. So it's just an injury settlement. So, yeah. Those happen all the time with with players who might otherwise go to IR, but still want to continue their football careers and not be on IR for their whole first year. Right. All right. So. Uh, there we go on that. Uh, if you go back a few years, uh, when Jason Pierre-Paul, who was incredibly just in to try out for the Ravens this <laughs> offseason, uh, had the accident with the fireworks. Yes, Where that's he right. lost yes. a couple of fingers. Yes. Um, I, don't, I don't remember if that ended up being an NFI, but that certainly could have been the... I'm been pretty sure it would have been. Now, whether they paid him, I, I want to say they might have restructured his deal in some way because they could have mm-hmm. cut him. Uh, and I think at that point, yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, I'd like to stay around and nobody's going to take a risk on me right now anyway. So it's better to take a little, you know, take the haircut this year and and uh, hope to make it up down the road. But at least I'm not sitting on the sideline um, without a team. Right. It, it, my recollection of this was there was some other absolutely cosmic, strange thing like he, he, he had been franchise tagged by the team and if he came into the facility to sign his franchise tender then there was something about they they would be able to do a physical on him and then he would fail that and then they and then they might identify him and so his agent was telling him don't sign your tender just negotiate right right. that's just what we really weird but uh there's a lot more going on behind the scenes i'm glad we have people like you to to talk about with us brian all right. What else did we? What else did we miss? Anything else on on the NFI designations that we should be talking about while we have you here? No. I mean, the other one was obviously last year. Jawan James um, was NFI. Um, he did not get paid all year. That was sort of because he he injured his um, um, hamstring or Achilles um, the year um, working out. What the May May before. But on his own, not even though he's working out for the season, to, you know, to be ready. But he wasn't at the training facility, so therefore it was NFI. Or that, actually, that the, the Denver cut him, and then um, obviously the Ravens came up with a pretty, uh, pretty clever way of doing it. They did give him a five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus, which he did get immediately. Um, so that counted two hundred and fifty grand last year on the cap. And then, you know, they gave him a base salary, a minimum base salary for last year, but because of NFI and he since he never returned, he never got paid. So but that was kind of the plan all along. He got his, he got five hundred grand to, you know, rehab and be ready for this year. So, you know, we'll see what happens this year. But it's, actually his salary is relatively modest if he's a you know, if he, if they consider him a quality enough backup or or, or you know, pinch starter or whatever they would need. Right, so he's. I think he's only making like three million this year. Yeah, as a as yeah, a not that much. Range. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it's re- certainly reasonable, even as the a backup tackle or swing tackle or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, well, outstanding, Brian. Always a pleasure to have you on on any topic, but uh, but certainly on a topic like this where it's right in your wheelhouse, we really appreciate it. Tell folks where they can uh, talk to you on football online and otherwise read your work. Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Twitter at Raven Salary Cap. I'm there um, trying to keep things updated as quickly as we have information. Um, and then uh, my articles and, you know, the, if you need the most updated uh, Ravens uh, cap space, it's on uh, uh, Russell Street Report. 
um, on the cap page. And uh, like I said, that's updated as soon as information's available and then articles and, you know, I'll be doing a training camp, you know, what, what all these bunch of, you know, as far as when waivers can happen and, and things like that. And, you know, when the cut downs happen, so I'll have an article on that. And then during the season, obviously, if there's a, a big, you know, trade or something like that, or a release, then, you know, I'm there to give you, to give you the information. All right. Fantastic, Brian. Great having you on. Other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. Nice narrow topic we can get into in 25 or 30 minutes. And uh, hopefully uh, narrower the better. And we get into it in good depth that way. And I'd love to hear from you. We'll talk. We'll uh, hit you back up right away. Uh, Brian, thanks again for coming on. Sure, Ken. Anytime. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds on good. Film study. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.